M A I N M U M U Main Menu Main Menu Welcome to Main Menu for April 22nd, 2011. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week we visit with John Martin about a new set of free JAWS scripts for iTunes. Then, Mike Arrigo concludes his look at free accessibility solutions for Android phones. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. this week we're visiting with John Martin, who we visited with back in January, and we talked about some JAWS scripts for Rhapsody. And first of all, John, welcome back to Main Menu. Thanks very much. I like the opportunity. It's good to be here. Excellent. Now, we'll talk about the Rhapsody scripts a little bit later again and see how they're going, but this time we're talking about some JAWS scripts for the really popular program, iTunes. And I use the word popular almost in quotes because... If you have any of Apple's devices, such as an iPod or an iPhone, you have to use iTunes, um, especially, and of course we're talking about iTunes for Windows, to um, synchronize data and that sort of thing. But uh, people kind of tend to have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with iTunes. So why don't you go ahead and talk to us a little bit about what your scripts have done uh, to make iTunes perhaps a little more usable. Um, Well, uh, the first thing... um in making it more usable is uh, had to get a a quick uh, judgment call from everybody in the um, mailing list that I'm in, freelist.org. And um, the first thing that they said is they they wanted iTunes to be more accessible and the current scripts out there weren't bringing as much to the table as they like. And uh, it kind of, it seems that there was a lot of clumsy navigation and, um, it just had to be a, a lot more simpler to navigate around. And so what I did with the scripts is I took it and I programmed in uh, common keys for the Windows Windows system to whenever you are over an item, you can hit enter and it'll bring you to the next section instead of pressing some strange keyboard combination. And so what I've done is I've seamlessly made this enter key do most of the work for you. So if you're in the sidebar and you want to access your music library, you just hit enter. And depending on if you have column browsing enabled to uh, filter out different uh, tracks, right. it will take you there or it will take you directly to the track list depending on what you have open. But it uh, it also incorporates a lot of things like uh, with the uh, search search bar there, you're able to just type in your query and hit enter and it'll bring you to your results. And the same with the iTunes store. If you jump on over to the search area, um, you can just hit a shortcut and it jumps right to it. And you can type in what you want and hit enter. And one of the big deals with iTunes is that the iTunes store, it needed to be forced refreshed because if you ever pop in there, a lot of your content doesn't refresh, so none of your searches work, none of the content is actually being displayed. Even though it's visually there, JAWS doesn't recognize it, so I had to program that in as well. So it it buffers everything and cleans it up and then drops you right on the page, kind of like you were in Internet Explorer. So it makes it a whole lot more seamless when you're you're going to buy tracks and when you're searching for music and previewing items, it makes it uh, 
seem a lot more like Internet Explorer with uh, refreshing the page automatically. Um, some of the other things that uh, the scripts do uh, that the previous scripts have not been able to uh, get across was the uh, the drag and drop and everything. It's it's nice to drag one song one slot at a time, but what I've done is I've built in the the drag and drop to where you can not only shift one track down in the list, but you can shift it five tracks down or ten tracks down. And another great feature about that is you can you can drag through your entire list if you have hundreds of songs in a playlist you're able to drag from the very top all the way to the bottom continuously, and it'll just keep going and going and scrolling down the the uh, library there. And uh, it'll keep up with you pretty well. Another uh, feature that's really handy is the column sorting. Uh, in the past, it, it wasn't able to um, sort the columns by, say, artist or by the track name or track number or by the album, and what I've done is i built that functionality in. And also, one of the other key features in it is, this is a big one, the multiple uh, track select, which you're able to uh, go in and select multiple items, uh, non-contiguously or contiguously, whichever way you prefer, but you're able to highlight those items in any order that you want, and then you can create new playlists from them. So uh, before, iTunes didn't really build that in, and what I did was I built in uh, the multi-select function to where you can have both the volume up and volume down on there, and then switch over to a completely different keyboard set specific for just selecting files, and then you can select your files and create a new playlist and switch back. And so it, it has dual functionality. Okay, um, another... so just to kind of be clear, in the JTunes scripts, which is what we're talking about, I'm I actually, as far as JAWS scripts are concerned, they use a layered key approach where you would press a well the grave accent key and then hit a command. So what I hear you saying is that you've actually chosen to use a different uh, keyboard set so that you would use the keyboard in one instance for one thing and then you switch to a different layout basically and use it for another is that about right yeah i and i do that for the the multiple file select simply because there are keys that you don't really want to interrupt all the way um you don't want to switch the volume keys on there um the other the other feature about the keyboard layout is that i've designed it to where you don't have to move your hands very much um, if you're navigating around, you can do it very quickly using your left hand and keep your right hand on the arrows and the enter key. So it it makes things a lot more convenient while you're while you're navigating around. Okay, very very nice. Um, now these scripts are in beta at the present time, right? Yes, they're they're in beta right now, and I have a a big beta list right now that I'm testing with, and there's there's about 50 people on there. And they give me input on uh, new features that are added in or any bugs that happen to come up. And it's, it's going really well. The, the script is really in its infancy right now. It's, it's probably coming up on three weeks old. Okay. And uh, it's, it's progressed very, very quickly. And a lot of that is due to the fact that uh, I got most of my programming experience from doing Rhapsody. So 
I was really prepared for a program to be really stubborn and, you know, give me a lot of trouble. And, you know, iTunes really isn't the easiest application to code for, but it's definitely much better than Rhapsody. Really? That's quite interesting to hear. I find that very fascinating. Um, okay, so we know that it is in beta. How can a person actually get to the uh, site to, to check it out? Well, for the site, I have a website up now. It's blindtunes.net, and you can go there, and you can follow follow on Twitter for any updates. You can go there and download the scripts. Um, there will be a demo available soon on the site, Um I'm not sure when that will be up, probably when the script becomes a little bit more advanced and, and has more features. You're referring to an audio demo, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Very good. So, um, as now, far as the, the, the Rhapsody scripts, I, I apologize, we have a bit of a delay, of course, with Skype and all that good stuff. Uh, with yeah. um, the Rhapsody scripts, those are free. Do you plan on keeping the iTunes scripts free, or are you, you going to need to charge a little bit at some point? For the iTunes scripts, I'm just going to keep those free. Um, I, I think it's uh, kind of ridiculous all the things that uh, the blind have to purchase. You know, they have to purchase all their music and they have to purchase software for JAWS, you know, to make the computer run. And just one more thing seems kind of ridiculous for them to purchase, uh, especially since it's such a popular application such as this. Um, I really don't plan on charging for this. I can't always guarantee in the future that I'll, I'll always have free scripts, but uh, as far as iTunes and Rhapsody are concerned, I'm going to keep those free. Excellent. Let's talk about Rhapsody, because I've, I've actually had a chance to play just a little bit with your uh, JAWS scripts for iTunes, but I've played quite a bit with your Rhapsody scripts. Uh, what, uh, and I haven't actually checked your site real recently. What version are we up to with the Rhapsody scripts? We're up to version 1.84. Okay. And there's there's been a lot of work done on it. It's it's pretty much a matured script now. Um, there's not a whole lot of bugs or any bugs at all. I haven't had anybody email about anything wrong in more than a month and a half. So it's it's pretty ironed out. Uh, there's been more support built in for the radio stations, the equalizer, uh, just different drag and drop methods. But it's it's really matured and it's really stable. Uh, people seem to really like it. There's there's only been some issues where uh, people had older computers and they had to update their Internet Explorer, but you know nothing nothing too serious. Right. Um, as far as as far as Rhapsody goes, I'm pretty sure they're going to keep the application going. So I'm just going to keep the scripts going as as long as they keep updating it. Very nice. And if anyone, I mean, because when you play with with beta software obviously it is going to be a little rough around the edges that's just the way that works but if anyone wants to check out some mature scripts that you've written or a mature script i guess in this case they really might consider playing with rhapsody because it's a great service and the scripts are quite nice you really i think one of the things that i find interesting about itunes is that it is possible to use itunes without scripts now there are some things that you might not do as easily but I think there are people who could make the argument, you know, hey, I'm using it without scripts just fine. Why does anybody else or why does anyone else need any? And, and I respect people's differing opinions. But I think one of the things about Rhapsody was you really did expose areas of that, of that software that really did not work without scripts. Absolutely. It was, it was a completely 
non-functional thing until it it started getting scripted and um i've had a lot of positive remarks about it uh the site is really busy it um i think we've gotten close to around 550 users now nice and yeah so it's it's just in a few months it's jumped to that amount and it doesn't seem to be slowing down either It, it seems to be actually picking up as uh time goes on here and um the iTunes script was certainly a very popular uh, choice. The the first beta I put out in two days, I had more than 250 downloads on it. So uh, people really, really liked it, and it's uh, it's picking up. I, I have a feeling it's going to be a whole lot more popular than the Rhapsody script, uh, just simply because of the, the amount of people using it. So, right, right. Well, very good. Uh, one of the things we talked about with Rhapsody was the um, the fact that you can buy specialized players or actually use the Rhapsody to go service and download protected content onto certain support, supported players. Have you had a chance yeah. to work with that at all anymore? Yes, I did. And I, I actually bought my own iTouch. And uh, the Rhapsody application that you can get off the iTunes store... Um, is 100% accessible. Uh, you're able to go in uh, on the PC and create all your playlists, uh, which is much simpler than doing it on the device. Okay. Then you're able to go on the device and download all of your playlists to the device. And this is with a, a regular Rhapsody account. You don't need a Premiere. So you're able to go in there and download all those tracks and have them mobile for the, the $10 a month. So I thought that was that was really nice right there. Um, um, you can only do this on the iPhone and iTouch, mm-hmm. um, as far as uh, we've tested. But there might be some other um, phones out there that could do it. I, I know that uh, they've been coming out with uh, some other Verizon phones that can do the same. Um, but I'm not sure how they would work with iTunes. Um, or or Rhapsody, it's it's really kind of unclear as to what they're compatible with. Okay. But at least the at least the iPhone and iTouch are compatible with the iTunes app. So do they even offer the Rhapsody to go service anymore? I I was under the impression they might be kind of phasing that out. Is it still around? Yes, they they do have it. It is Premier account. Right. Um, what it does is it allows more devices to connect to it. Okay. Um, up to up to three devices, but basically because the the way they did the interface was kind of strange. I I thought you would have to have a Premiere account to actually download the content onto the device, but it turns out just a regular account could do it. So wow. I guess they're changing the rules now. Sounds like it. That's very interesting. Okay. Um. Very good. So let's uh, give people some contact information. How can they, uh, we've talked about the iTunes site. We'll go ahead and give that again, talk about how they can check out the Rhapsody scripts and then how they can actually get a hold of you. Um, They can get a hold of me on either RhapsodyBlind.com or BlindTunes.net. And there's a contact form on the page there. They can email me on either one. Um, any questions they have um, on the BlindTunes site? There's a a beta link where they could subscribe to the beta list, and they can actually take part in its development and testing. 
and they can give some really good suggestions in there, actually put put their two cents in on what they'd like to see, and I'll you know do my best to actually work it in. Um, right now, there's there's quite a bit of people on there. There's quite a bit of suggestions going around, and everybody's got really good ideas. And I'd, I'd love to hear more suggestions from people. If they have uh, any suggestions, you know, now is the time to really start implementing those ideas and making it more customized to what the blind community actually wants instead of just something that I script up myself. So, you know, the more suggestions I have, the more I can make it customized for the blind community. Okay, very good. Well, thank you for taking the time to visit with us, and I'm sure that people will definitely check out your work. We've been visiting with John Martin, uh, author of the Blind Tunes and Rhapsody Blind Scripts for Jaws. Clickable. Okay. So what we want to do here is go to the install link, which is back toward the top of the page. So let me zap back to the top of the page. Link. And let's and just search for the word install. Install. Clickable. So we click that. Press. Install. Click. Install. Click. Install. Stop heading. Level 3. More from the link. Let's see. Install. Press link. Install. Now, cancel and what that does then is on the bottom of the page, you are downloading, install. It gives you a little confirmation link. here. Help, copyright, sign, link, link, install. You are downloading, image, send to. This app has access to heading level four. This application has access to the following. Now, this screen is important to read when you install apps on Android. Um, what this is, is it gives you the permissions and what what the application wants to access on the phone. Um, Google is not as they don't really go through an approval process on um, on apps the way Apple does. So potentially there there could be you know the potential for malware and, and things like that. However, in some ways Android is actually more secure because with Apple, when you download apps to the iPhone or iPod Touch, you're just assuming that Apple's done all the checking and then that it, that it checked out. But it doesn't really tell you what the app's going to access. With this, it does actually tell you, you know, the app wants to access this and this. And if something looks suspicious, you don't have to install it. I mean, if you're just downloading a, I don't know, like a, a wallpaper or something, I'm not, I don't think a blind person would really have a use for that, but I'm using it as an example. And it's just a wallpaper, you know, something, a picture on your screen, and it wants to access your phone or your contacts. That that should definitely raise a red flag. So let's see what this wants to access. List one item. Bullet your location. Course network-based location. Find GPS location. And that's totally expected since it's a location-based application. So that's that's fine. End of list. Cancel. End of cancel. Now that's interesting. It doesn't give me an, an install on this. Unless my phone did my phone screen sign out? Let me see. Yeah, I think it did. Let me uh, give it another second to connect, and then we'll refresh that page. Um, because my my phone actually I think uh, disconnected from the Wi-Fi network. There we, there we go. Now then. And cancel. Let me refresh this page. Reload page. Safari. Safari ready. Eight of horizontals of HTML link. Document link. 
Privacy policy. Okay, let me click install again now and see if it. FFL install clickable. Stop eight link install. Press link install. Heading level three install button. There we go. Yeah, my phone wasn't signed into my uh. This app has access. Heading list wide. Bullet URL end of cancel. Install button. There we go. Okay. Now then, let's go ahead and click install. Press install button. Okay, button. And the phone starts to vibrate. It's downloading. Installing applications reloaded. Successfully installed talking location. And there we are. You see? No, no need to connect. Uh, did it all from the computer, and uh, it just downloads and installs to the phone, just like that. Uh, that's a really... That's a really cool feature. Okay. Um... Let me show you how. Um, let me show you how to connect um, the phone to your uh, computer. If you want to do that, um, let me go ahead and exit out of the web browser here. And I'm going to pause this while I go grab a USB cable. All right, then we're back on the uh, recording here, and I've got a micro USB cable. I got a bunch of those around here. I just grabbed one. It's standard plug, so it doesn't really matter which one I grab. Um, okay, so what we're going to do here is I'm going to plug this into my uh, Macintosh like this, and then now when I mount this as mass storage again, it's going to lose access to what's on the card, which means I would lose speech. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the settings and change this to the default voice that comes with Android. This is what you'll hear when you first get one. It's not near as good of a voice as what Susan is, but it suffices. And Susan, by the way, on the market, she costs about $5, I think, which compared to mobile speak, if you bought an extra voice for that, well, I think it was like you get three voices, but even still, it was like $75 for that. It was like, oh, wow. Okay. Um... Anyway, let's go into applications. I need to go to settings so I can change this voice. Applications, accessibility, I'm just going to arrow up because it's closer to the bottom. Settings, there we go. This trackball rolls around quite a bit. Okay. And it says, you notice it says about phone because we had already opened that app previously, so it was still running in the background. You can close these tasks. Um, with the uh, app manage applications, and there's also task managers you can get from the market if you want to close them manually. But usually, Android's pretty good about managing system resources. That's where we have to go. Text to speech is where we have to go. Default engine, that's what we want to do. Pico TTS is what we want. Now that's pretty slow. Um, I'll go ahead and speed that up a little bit. Um, Okay. 
and you can make it go even faster if you want. But um, as you can see, it's not near as good of a voice, and different speech engines will speak at different rates. I'll have to put that back to... Well, it actually talks the same with the screen reader. That's right. But um, it... Um, it uh, tends to Susan tends to talk really fast with the navigation app if you don't set that to slow. So, okay. Uh, now that that's done, I won't lose speech when I mount this. So, um, what I'm going to do is go ahead and connect this um, USB connection to the bottom of the phone. USB mass storage. Okay. Now, what that does disconnected. What that does is it puts a notification. Remember, notifications are kind of the equivalent of your system tray or something like that and uh, there's a notification here and it, it opens up that window actually so Turn on the USB storage button. yeah and when I do that then it's going to give me a window saying that some stuff won't be accessible because you know the, the Laquendo Susan voice is on the uh, memory card so I'm going to click this That's okay, because I've already prepared for that. And now... Okay, now I've got that as a drive here on my uh, Macintosh desktop. No name. Select no name. And no name is what it's called. I didn't give my memory card a title. But uh, we could copy, let's copy an MP3 or two to this. Uh, let me open up my hard drive. No name. Selected volume. Uh, let's see. No name. Selected volume. And I want to open up the hard drive, actually. Okay. Open. Now in window. Macintosh. There we go. Okay. And uh, I don't know. I just got a folder called uh, MP3. Let's open that. MP3, open in this window. List and what should we copy here? Alabama. I don't know. Um, Alabama forever is as Alan Park, Alan Park, Alanis McHale. This. Okay, and my phone just went to sleep. That's okay. 59 p.m. Saturday, February 19th. Charging 85%. Unlock. Yeah, okay. Um, so, I don't know. Let's copy. Oh, I don't know. Um, oh, how about this uh, Beatles song? I'm happy just to dance with you. So let's do a Command C to copy that. Copy Beatles. And let's close out of this. Now let's open the no name thing. No name. Selected volume. And open that. Open. Now in window. No name. And there are some folders that you'll have that Android creates, you know, by itself on your memory card. But you know what? You can put stuff in a certain folder or you can just toss it in the in the root. Although usually the root can contain a limited number of files, but since we're just gonna do one in this case, we'll just dump it in the root folder. So I'll just do a command V to paste it. Paste item. One row added. And it's already copied. Okay. So now that we're done, um, to disconnect this, the first thing we want to do is eject it on the Mac. Um, so we'll arrow down to it and do a command E. And then I think you can probably just disconnect the cable, but um, there is an option to turn off the mass storage, and that's how I'm going to do it. Turn off storage, and that's what we want. So I'm going to 
Okay. Now I'm just going to go ahead and um, disconnect the cable now because it, it unmounted the card and so I just disconnected it. Okay. There. Now I'm going to go ahead and go back to settings and switch back to Susan because now that we're no longer in mass storage mode, the uh, SD card has become accessible to the phone again. Settings. There we go. Now let me set the voice back to a slower rate, otherwise the directions app, the navigation app will talk really fast. Okay, great. Alright, now let's go ahead and open up the music player. Uh, so we'll go back to applications here on the Eyes Free Shell, and start in the middle of the screen and flick down to the 8 spot. And let's go up to music, and what that will do is it'll scan the car and it should find the MP3 that I've copied to it. There we go. Go ahead and select that. And that's the only one I've got there. And you can sort it if you have more than one thing. You got playlists. Recently added. Playlists. Songs. Albums. Albums. Songs. Play playlists. Playlists. Songs. I'm happy just to dance with Y. One fifty. I'm happy. Okay, let's go ahead and click that. Now, I think on this you can arrow left and right to fast forward through this. I'm not sure, though. Let's see. No, I guess not. Now, to stop this, I think you just... Yeah. All right. Now, so that's how you play and stop. Now, if we want to delete this... Now, we got some unlabeled buttons here. Google, I really wish you would label your buttons. There's there is there is no excuse for that whatsoever. There really isn't. Okay. Now I think if we hold the trackball down on this item, it should give us the choice to delete it. Let's see. Yeah, so you can also use one as your phone ringtone also. That's a nice thing, but we'll delete this for now. And we'll just click OK. Oh, I want to delete that. Okay. There we are. So that takes care of that. Okay. Let's go ahead and uh, hit the home key here and go back to the home screen. All right. Well, how about we go out and do a quick uh, pedestrian route so I can show you how the GPS works. This is really good stuff, considering that it's uh, it's free, especially I'm going to turn my screen off for now. Okay. Let me go ahead and uh, pause this and uh, 
get things ready here, and we'll go ahead and uh, venture out. What we'll do is, um, for those of you that checked out my iPhone um, GPS comparison, we'll use the same destination, Mom's Deli. It's a restaurant over here, and I'll start from the same place, and, and we'll see how that uh, how that works. Um, so let me uh, go ahead and pause this, and uh, we'll actually pick up the recording um, once I get outside to the place where we're going to start. All right, we are back on the recording here, and I'm at the place where we can do our starting point. I want to show you a couple other things, though, before we do that. Um, trying to juggle this, got the recorder and my cane and uh, the phone here. All right, let's go ahead and uh, unlock the uh, screen. So press the power button. Screen on. Locked. Please unlock. Okay, let me do my best to do that. Screen off. Eh, Locked. Come on. Screen Got it. on. Locked. Please unlock. Screen off. Well, Locked. I don't know why it's uh, not wanting to do this for me. Come on. Let's try this again. Screen on. Locked. Please unlock. Home eyes free shell. There we go. All right. Now. I'm uh, standing here, and let's say we wanted to get our location. This is another feature of the Eyes Free Shell. Uh, position number six is, um, so we'd start at the middle of the screen, and then you would just flip to the right, um, to the virtual number six position, and that will give you your location. Um, you may have to hit it a couple of times to get the location, because I don't think the GPS receiver is on all the time. So you may have to do it twice to get the location. So let's go ahead, and uh, I'm going to do that now. Well, maybe. Come on. There we go. Okay, it may take a second because then it, what it does is it. Station uh, North GP South. Here sixty eight zero one minus sixty eight ninety nine. Edward Place, St. Louis, and West. Okay, it kind of does us crazy abbreviations there again. Um, we could turn that off, but then the directions wouldn't be as good. So it it kind of gives us a rough estimate of uh, where I'm standing now, which is over in a park, actually. Um, so that's how that'll work. Okay, so the destination is uh, Mom's Deli. That's the restaurant we want to walk to. There are a few ways we could get there, or get the directions. Um, we could go directly to the navigation app, which is part of Google Maps, actually. Uh, or we can use what's called the Places application, uh, which is an is another part of Google Maps, actually, um, that will tell you what's around you and what's what's close to you. Um, you could also enter addresses into the navigation app if you wanted to also. Let's go ahead and use the Places app in this case. And my phone just locked again. Let me go ahead and uh, unlock that. PM, Saturday, February 19th. Unlock screen on. Locked. Home eyes free show. Okay, so let's uh, go down to the virtual eight position. Applications accessibility preferences blank back home. Oh come on. Applications Keep. accessibility blank y wonder ready web act walkie talkie voice or US and US. Walkie talkie is another uh, GPS app too for walking though I haven't I've played with it a little but I haven't gotten it to work as good as the navigation app. I need to play with that a little bit more. There's places. Let's go ahead and open. Online. Phone. Places. There we go. Go ahead and open that. Find places. Restaurants. Waiting for location. Find places. 
Okay, it says waiting for location while it gets the GPS thing. Okay, restaurants is what we want. Restaurants. Let's go ahead and uh, click that. Searching for restaurants. Find places. Restaurants. L near my location. Restaurants. Bars. Restaurants. Oops, I bumped the back button. See, it's kind of hard for to restaurants. hold all this stuff at once. Okay. Um, okay, there we go. Let's see what we got. Come on. Play find places. L near my location. Find the restaurants, bars, attractions, bars, restaurants. Searching for restaurants. Unless it's still having trouble getting the location, but uh, usually by now it gets it. Okay, let me pause this for a second and see what's uh, what's going on. It um, it might still be looking for the location. Let me just pause this while I figure this out. Alrighty, we're back on the recording here. I went ahead and rebooted the phone. I've seen that too sometimes with this phone and with the iPhone. I guess with any phone, um, sometimes you get a reboot when you've been running you know, several applications to get the GPS to work again. Okay, so I just clicked on restaurants where we were, and uh, here we are. So now we should be able to move through this list. Mom's Deli. Not checked. 4412 Jameson Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri. One seventeen reviews dollars. The mom special is the best sandwich ever. All of their stuff is good at. Okay. So, um, yeah, it uh, gives you the closest thing first. doesn't tell you the distance. Um, might be nice to know, but um, it, uh, and it gives you a review and it tells you the address. So let's go ahead and uh, click that here. Great food and atmosphere, and reasonably priced too. Okay. Overall, a lackluster and overpriced meal. Food and service were excellent. Not a calm air bath. Okay, so now to get the directions, um, I can't tell you exactly which way to go. You kind of just have to feel around, as it were. But it, it is here. Show on map. Get directions. Show on map. Get directions. There we go. It's up and to the right, I think, is what I did there. Now, when you do this, it'll ask if you want uh, driving or walking. And in this case, we want uh, walking. Driving. Driving. Navigation. Walking. Navigation. Get directions. Walking. Navigation. Blank. Blank. Okay. Great food and atmosphere. And reasonably priced getting walking directions. Head west on Lind Enwood Place toward Jamison Avenue. Okay, you can tell what the screen reader is and what the direct what the uh, navigation app because the the navigation app t t talks to you in a um, in a uh, louder voice. But yeah, head west on Lindenwood towards uh, Jamison Avenue. So that's what we're going to do here. And um, then once we get the turn, I'll go ahead and try that talking location app that I downloaded. But um, in the meantime. Let's go ahead and uh, start to start to journey here, and uh, as we go along, we should hopefully get the turn prompt. And I'll tell you when we get it. So Head west on Lind Enwood Place toward Jamison Avenue. That's what we're doing. Turn left to Jamison Avenue. Okay. Well, it, yeah, it gives us the turn a little bit in advance. Now, it may tell us again. I don't know. Um, 
but uh, we are just about to the corner now. So it does tell you like uh, a good 50 or 100 feet before the corner. And I'm at the corner now, so that's how long it took when it said the turn. So you do have plenty of time to, to turn. Um, and here is the corner, so we're going to make the turn. Turn left. Okay, now we've got a couple of blocks to go, and we'll see how accurate it gets to the destination. Um, it should tell us if it's right that the uh, destination, uh, well, it'll have to be on the left because that's the way uh, the street's actually on the right. And I think, um, I haven't done a whole lot of testing with this yet, but we should be able to minimize this and uh, pull up that talking location app. Let's see if we can. Um, I'm going to stop a second actually and try to pull that up here. Let's see here. Home, ice free shell, applications, plan B, accessibility to access air one, accessibility to Y, wonder, web act, walkie to voice sir, US and US and UK, Twitter, two night radio, talking location, GPS. GPS talking location to white and mod locator. Button 3908 Jameson Avenue Street, Lurie, Missouri 63105. Let me see if there's a menu on this app. Menu, menu, SMS your location. Add SMS, email, exit. Email 3908 Jameson Avenue Street, Lurie, Missouri 63109. Refresh. Email your location. Oh, alright. Well. Um, it looks like it does it just every couple of seconds, and it looks like it, it looks like it, um, it sends it directly to the text-to-speech engine, rather than, um, well, might be handy to have, um, I wonder if it'll tell you the cross streets when you get close. Let's find out. I won't run that the whole time. Uh, it just updates automatically every couple of uh, seconds. Looks like. And it's a St. Louis. She says she for the St. Louis. Susan does so. Okay, I think that app has proven its uh, point. Let me go ahead and exit that. You go ahead and exit that. Um, let's see. Um, okay. I think that uh, exited out. Let's see if it did. Menu, menu, SMS your location. Okay, let's see. 3932 Jameson Avenue 
Yeah, it might be a ap- nice app to have. I'll, I'll keep it, but uh, it, it uh, can't seem to exit out of it, though. Now, maybe if I just hit the home button. Here, I can exit it this way. There we go. Okay. Okay. That's a nice app to have, but it could probably get annoying, although it might be useful if somebody wants to have something, you know, that's always speaking the address, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's continue on our uh, way to our destination. You can use the Ice Free Shell to get the location when you want it, and sometimes it'll tell you the cross street, but not always. Um... But it's a nice app to demonstrate, just so you know how it uh, how it works. Okay, and we can get the location. We'll see when we get up to the uh, intersection here if it uh, if maybe we can get the cross street of uh, of that. Um, got a. This is the longest block uh, to go. Screen off. Locked. A TNT 542 p.m. Saturday, February 19th. Let me go ahead and unlock my screen Screen here. I'm going to make sure that navigation app is still running. Home eyes free shell. Um... I want to make sure that that, that navigation app is still running. Yeah, it is. Okay. I just brought it back to the foreground, though, to make sure that uh, Google's memory, because it'll... If too many other apps are if it gets in the background, it may end up uh, ending the task, and I wanted to make sure it didn't do that, so I uh, just brought it back to the foreground again. Okay. Okay, uh, a couple of days ago, and they still do, they were doing some construction right here at this intersection, and it looks like they still are, so I have to go around a little bit. Delhi, 500 FT, Mons Delhi 44, 12 Jameson Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri 6, 3109, minus 1910. About 500 feet, okay, yeah. Alright, let's get around this other uh, construction here. Been wanting to do this actually for a couple of weeks, but really couldn't because we had a 
a snowstorm, really a bigger snowstorm than we've had in several years here. And uh, it uh, we only got like three or four inches of snow, but we got a lot of ice. So it was uh, kind of dangerous to walk, although I've got things for my boots that keep you from slipping, and boy, do they work. They uh, showed their worth through that, but uh, I didn't want to try to do this with that snow, but we had a very warm week, and that melted off all the snow, so that's good. Hmm, somebody's barbecuing out here. It smells delicious. Mm-mm-mm. We have uh, one more street to cross, and then we'll be just about there. I might even walk in and get a sandwich. We'll see. Got a really good musket chili here, too. That's really good, and uh, it's a lot of good food at this place. Okay. All right, we are at our next street crossing. And uh, when the navigation app, too, is in the foreground, it, uh, it keeps your screen from locking from uh, turning off. You can lock it manually if you want to, but uh, we're just about there. Okay, just cross the last street. We'll see when it announces the destination and uh, how close we get here. Yes, it is, and I am right at the steps now where you would go to uh, walk up to go inside. So that was dead on. I mean, that was that was very good, and uh, very good directions. Gives you when to turn, tells you what direction to start out, and it tells you what side the destination is on, and that's totally free. Um, your phone will probably come with a version of uh, Google Maps slash navigation installed, but again, it probably won't be the latest one, so... Um, You'll want to go on the market and get the newest uh, version of that. Um, so, yeah, no doubt, it, um, no doubt about it. It works well. I, uh, I think that uh, the days of paying several hundred dollars for an accessible GPS are over, both on the iPhone and Android. It's just it's silly to pay seven or eight hundred dollars for a GPS app when uh, you know this is free, and you know on the iPhone certainly it's it's very cheap and reasonable. And it may not have every single little feature, but, you know, consider the price difference. Are those extra little features worth it? I'd say no. Um, it, it's great that we're able to use more and more mainstream stuff now, because then we don't pay any more for it than um, sighted people do, which is really the way it should be. Um, we should not have to pay anything extra for things um, than sighted people do, I think, and it should not be up to third-party developers to make this stuff accessible. The companies that are developing it need to build accessibility in from the ground up. Simple as that. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, Apple's done it, and of course now Google is, is doing it. Um, still got some things to work out with Android, but as you can see, it's usable. All right, I'm going to head back. Um, I'll, uh, I won't get a sandwich this time. Actually, I think they might have been closed already. Closed early on, on a Saturday, but um, go ahead and head back, and then we'll go ahead and uh, wrap this up. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, pause this, and then we'll uh, we'll do some final comments when uh, when we get back. All right, we are back on the recording here. 
made it uh, back home. And um, okay, I guess with that, I'll go ahead and wrap this up. Oh, one other thing I wanted to tell you. Um, as far as caller ID goes, when you get a call, uh, the screen readers will speak the uh, caller's number and or the name if you have it uh, in the uh, in the contacts. So that uh, that that's another thing that that's available. So um, as you can see, it's you don't have all the commands that you would have like on the other screen readers as far as reading by word and character. But is Android usable? I'd say so. Um, I, I would definitely say so. As you've as you've seen uh, with this, you do need sighted help. You know, at first maybe to know to learn where the buttons are and to get the accessibility enabled. But after that, um, it's it's very usable. Um, and uh, that's that's good, especially now that well, uh, Nokia of course is dropping Symbian. Uh, they're phasing that out and going to Windows Phone 7, which has no accessibility or even capability at this point to run any accessibility application. Which, as far as I'm concerned, I mean Microsoft should have known better. That is that is unacceptable uh, to do that. I don't think Windows Phone 7 is going to gain very much market anyway compared to the iPhone and what Android has, but we'll see. Um, but there is no excuse for, for what they did there. Uh, that is, that is completely unacceptable. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, accessibility on Android will only get better at this point. Um, and it's, it's great that we have alternatives where the screen readers are, are free, which is, again, really the way it, it should be. I, I cannot see myself going to any other platform anymore where you have to pay for the, uh, Screener on a phone. There's just there's just no reason for that. We we should not have to pay anything more than uh, sighted people do for for access. Well, um, if anyone wants to contact me again, I know I've given you a lot of information here, and I'm sorry that I couldn't be more consistent with the information. But just because of the differences with the different uh, Android devices, uh, that there's no way for me to to tell you more about you know, where things are located and, and things like that on, on the phones. But hopefully I've given you at least enough information that um, you can make a decision, you know, if you want to go check one out and uh, maybe even and get one and use it for your, uh, for your phone, uh, what to look for and, uh, you know, some basic concepts that, that might help you uh, to get started with it. Uh, if any one of you would like to contact me, uh, feel free. would love to hear from you. Uh, my email address is... N zero O X Y. That's N is in November, and the number zero, and then O X Y. That's my ham radio call sign. At Charter C H A R T E R dot net. So that's my email address. And if any of you would like to contact me, uh, feel free. Would uh, would love to hear from you. And if anyone's interested in uh, me continuing this, maybe I'll do another couple of podcasts on uh, Android and uh, the usage of it. Um, we can certainly go into more detail on some things. Uh, if you'd like, I just wanted to kind of do an overview uh, on this one, kind of like with the iPod Touch and the Mac. The first one I did was uh, you know, kind of an overview of a bunch of things, and then if we want to go into some more detail, we can certainly do that. So uh, until the next podcast, everyone take care, and I uh, hope uh, this was um, enjoyable and uh, beneficial to you. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.